Welcome to the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. We're here to demystify wellness and help you add a little adventure to your life. Tune in for a new episode every week where we'll hear from incredible guests and talk about ways to be happier and healthier in our new normal. I'm your host, Valerie Moses. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the show. Before we get started, if you're listening to this episode when it first comes out, I want to wish you a very happy Hanukkah if you're someone who celebrates Chag Sameach. I think I'm going to need to practice my sounds, but I'm going to need to find a good gluten-free latke recipe. So if any of you have any recommendations or any other gluten-free holiday recipes, I would love to know what you guys are cooking up this year. So we are officially in the holiday season. So if you're looking for a thoughtful but inexpensive gift to give this season, why not give the gift of podcast? So this was an idea that was created by Gretchen Rubin. She's the writer of The Happiness Project and the host of Happier with Gretchen Rubin. It's a really fantastic podcast focused on happiness and developing healthy habits. You can basically go on to giftofpodcast.com to create a free certificate that gifts someone a podcast that you think they'll enjoy. So of course, shameless plug here, but if you're a fan of wellness and wanderlust, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with a friend or family member that you think would enjoy it. But of course, if you have another podcast in mind, you should definitely share that as well. I think, you know, spread the love this time of year. Word of mouth is incredibly important to help a brand new podcast grow, especially at a time right now. The Instagram algorithms are way more unpredictable than ever. And so, you know, share the love, whether it is Wellness and Wanderlust or another podcast that you guys enjoy. Now, this episode is brought to you by Rent the Runway. And those of you who follow me on social media might know that I am a huge fan of this company. I love being able to rent designer clothes every month at a fraction of the cost. Rent the Runway has given me something fun to look forward to during the pandemic. I just had a package arrive today, actually, and I love getting to try new styles and having really fun stuff arrive at my door every month. So if you're looking to glam things up around the holidays or you want to try out a new wardrobe in 2021, Rent the Runway gives you a sustainable way to do just that. I'm going to leave my promo code in the show notes for you to take advantage of my discount. So without further ado, let's dive into today's topic, and that is healthy living during the holidays. Now, I have been putting off recording this podcast episode. Imposter syndrome is a very real thing. I haven't done a solo episode in a little while. My comfort zone has always truly been in those podcast interviews coming from a journalism background. So sometimes it can be a little hard to talk about yourself and some of the things that you're struggling with. So I hope you all go easy on me today. But, you know, for today's solo episode, we're going to be talking about a topic that I actually myself often struggle with every year. So the holidays can be a really stressful time for just about all of us, even if we don't have a global pandemic throwing a wrench into our plans. So as I said, I'll be the first to admit that I've been having a rough time staying motivated lately, mentally and physically. I've been feeling a little more fatigued than usual. And I'm not sure if it's from autoimmune issues or just all of the craziness going on in the world from having an election, having a pandemic taking place, having a full-time job and regular life stress. So this time of year is usually a slippery slope for me and probably for all of us. I usually notice my healthy habits go out the window around the holidays. 
I hate letting myself go completely haywire and feeling like total crap. And then January 1st rolls around and it's this massive transition back to a New Year's resolution. It's a lot harder to get back on the wagon if you've fallen off. And I know there really is no wagon, but you know, in general, falling out of some really positive habits that you've developed throughout the year, just to completely let it all go for two weeks out of the year and struggling to get back into it. So this week, I really wanted to dive into how we can avoid all of that and how we can still really make the most of the holiday season without sacrificing our health goals. So I actually had a few listeners who wrote in with questions on this topic, and I wanted to start by answering those. So Jamie asks, how can I navigate the holidays while dealing with newfound food sensitivities? Well, Jamie, the struggle is real. I know exactly what you're going through. So as I mentioned before on this podcast, I was recently tested for food sensitivities too, and I've been really overwhelmed by the number of things I can't eat. I've always known inherently that my body didn't love gluten, but as of this year, my doctor has been pretty adamant that I need to avoid it altogether along with some other foods that have been staples for me in the past. So I'm figuring this out for myself right now, but one of the biggest takeaways is to really write down the things that you love that you can eat and to find what recipes are going to work for you that you could bring to a holiday dinner or any socially distanced gathering that's taking place. The really great thing about the internet and Pinterest especially is that there are so many really great recipes out there for different dietary restrictions, whether those are voluntary or involuntary. And it just takes some time to really start paring that down. So my suggestion is to look for bloggers who work with people with food sensitivities or who have food sensitivities themselves. Christine Palkowitz, who is on episode nine of the podcast, has a blog called Joyful Goodness, and she has some really incredible gluten-free and plant-based recipes that have high-quality ingredients. So I highly suggest checking her out and listening to episode nine, if you haven't already, about living that qualitarian life and really taking on quality foods over the quantity. I also really like Oshi Glows for plant-based inspiration, even though I'm not vegan. And then Kale Junkie has some really great recipes that fit different dietary restrictions and preferences. I was able to find a gluten-free vegan apple cinnamon pancake that I have made time and time again since I found the recipe. It's fantastic and so easy to make. Now, I haven't tried her recipes, but The Balanced Blonde is another podcaster and blogger that I really enjoy. She has gone through numerous ways of eating over the years and has plenty of recipes on her site. For those of you who are paleo or keto or simply just trying to eat cleaner, Lexi's Clean Kitchen has some great recipes as well. The Zesty Chicken Bites are a crowd pleaser and they're one of my favorites. I used to make them all the time. I really need to bring those back into my life. And if you're trying to embark on a Whole30 elimination diet right now, or you're following more of the paleo approach, Whole30 Recipes on Instagram has a different guest every week that's sharing recipes. So you can try different types of food there as well. Some specialize with Instant Pot or Crock Pot. Others might focus on AIP or autoimmune protocol diet. So look there for some inspiration. You can also pop over to my website, of course. I don't post quite as many recipes, but wellnessandwanderlust.net. All of my recipes that I've posted are gluten-free. Some of them are Whole30 or keto, 
and they're all pretty healthy and so I would definitely recommend if it's something that you're interested in to check out my site as well. Another thing that is really helpful is to simply look for recipes that don't have that many ingredients. That way you're cutting out a lot of the artificial stuff and it's a lot easier to sift through what works for you and what doesn't. If there aren't that many ingredients on there you're not going that crazy trying to figure out what you can and can't have. It's sort of going to be a lot more obvious. If you're ordering out, my friends make fun of me for this, but I am a huge proponent of the make-your-own-bowl type restaurants. A lot of them are really good about labeling the food as gluten-free or vegan or nut-free, but they're also just really great to get exactly what you want and not have to worry about weird substitutions. I know that I kind of joke that I'm like um, Sally from When Harry Met Sally. When I'm ordering a meal, I need this on the side and hold this. And, you know, you try to be as nice as possible, but sometimes it can be a little bit disheartening when you find yourself completely changing the menu. So make your own bowl, make your own salad, make your own pasta, what have you. <laughs> You know, look for those make your own restaurants and that's going to make life a little bit easier and you can get exactly what you want. And then another easy trick, you can look up allergy friendly restaurants in your area. That's how Uber Eats actually introduced me to my favorite Thai restaurant. Um, and then know your substitutions. If there's a recipe that you're looking at that might call for dairy, you know, do you have a dairy-free milk that you might use, such as an almond milk or cashew milk? You know, different flour that you might use, maybe almond flour or coconut flour. So look into that, find out, you know, what measurements are going to be the equivalent when you're making those substitutions. But getting to know those substitutions is going to make it a lot easier. And then in general, whether you have food sensitivities or you're just trying to eat healthier overall, remember that you don't have to eat junk food for two weeks straight. I know the Jewish holidays like to stretch out for eight days at a time, but I think like any time of the year, it's important to focus on quality over quantity. So as I mentioned, think about that qualitarian approach that Christine talked about with us in episode nine. If there's a family recipe that's special to you or something on the menu for Christmas that you're dying to have, have it. You know, if it's not going to put you in anaphylactic shock or make you violently ill, you can treat yourself. There really are no rules, but I encourage you to really evaluate the quality of what you're having and whether it's truly worth it to you. I would risk a lot of my food sensitivities to eat something cooked by my grandmother just one more time. But when it comes to, you know, stale cookies and candy that's in the break room at work, is it really worth it? Um, and then come to think of it, I haven't worked in an office setting since March, but I'd imagine those communal break room holiday treats are not sitting around in the way they used to anymore. So that's something that you're hopefully able to avoid. But still at this time of year, you're going to be exposed to a lot more traditionally unhealthy foods. So take a step back and ask yourself, are you eating those foods out of stress or boredom or are they truly adding value to your life? And if they are, enjoy them. Don't feel guilty about it. Those treats are there for a reason. And so you want to really enjoy them. But if they're not adding value, if they're going to make you feel a little under the weather, avoid them. Now, I might sound like a Scrooge for saying this. I think this is kind of an unpopular opinion. Um, and maybe it comes from being a picky eater who's always had some food sensitivities. But not every holiday activity has to revolve around food. So remind yourself of that. I love some delicious food, but for me, the holidays are also about being with family, remembering who said what crazy thing at dinner, and just the traditions, not just the food, but really the spirit behind all of it. So remember that. 
Now, Lucy asks, what can I do when I don't have any motivation over the holidays? Lucy, that's a great question. And I think that's something that many of us are struggling with these days. Now, I'm not sure if your question refers to health and fitness motivation or just general motivation mentally and emotionally. So I really want to address both. So the short answer is don't put pressure on yourself. This has been a really, really challenging year. We've been faced with a pandemic, civil unrest from police brutality and racism, a presidential election. This year has not been easy. Don't feel like you have to put added pressure on yourself at a time when things are incredibly hard and depression and anxiety are worse than ever. And don't think that this is the time if, if you're dying to get a six pack, don't put pressure on yourself. You know, this is not necessarily the time you have to do that. You know, so again, don't put that pressure on yourself. I'm actually reminded here of my conversation with Pamela Davis in episode seven of the podcast. She is the host of the Well Done Life podcast. And we talk about the book Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. One of those agreements is to always do your best. And as a perfectionist, you might think that means to always do everything while functioning at 110% better than really anyone else could do. And trust me, I can relate to that. But what this actually means and what Pamela and I talked about is that doing your best simply means putting the best effort you can forward at that particular time. So some days your best is going to be better than other days. Do what you can with the energy you have and don't beat yourself up if you just don't have the capacity right now. It's okay. I'm going to link this book in the show notes in case you want to give it a read, but I find the four agreements to be really impactful and something to keep in mind, especially this time of year. I'd also like to give a shout out here to my friend Heather, who wrote in with the advice that we all need to give ourselves some grace at this time of the year. Heather, I could not agree more. The holidays can be fun and festive and hallmarky, but they can also be really hard for so many of us, especially if you're dealing with change or loss. Being kind to ourselves is so important right now and really at all times of the year. So remind yourself that self-care is really important and that looks different to all of us. If you're spending time with family this year, hopefully socially distanced and with proper protocols in place, you might find yourself feeling a little depleted, especially if you're an introvert like I am. So in that case, make sure you're finding time to recharge, even just finding a few pockets of time that you can have to yourself. I also recommend keeping some semblance of your normal routine during this time to help you stay sane. We all joke about that lost period of time at our parents' house between Christmas and New Year's, and it really is true, but it doesn't have to be that way, even in a pandemic. I want you to wake up, make your bed, and try to follow at least pieces of your normal morning routine. Put on real clothing. If you normally exercise, find some time to exercise. You know, as Elle Woods says, exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Incorporating movement into your day, whether you have a fitness goal or not, is going to help your body unwind and de-stress. And it will have so many health benefits outside of the maybe superficial ones that we have, um, which are fine too. But keep that in mind that exercise is going to be a really excellent de-stressor. I also think mindset is a huge thing for us to consider. I've been getting more and more into meditation over the last few months. I think a lot of our previous guests have really got me thinking about meditation and how important mindset is. So that has become a part of my practice. And if it's something you've been thinking of doing, I highly encourage you to try it. Amy Greenfield and I talk about meditation in episode six of the podcast, and she had some really great tips for beginners starting out just to help you get your mind in the right place. 
I think meditation can sound really scary and intimidating, but even just a few minutes a day focusing on your breathing and your intentions can make a huge, huge difference. I just use a free app called Insight Timer where there are guided meditations and they are of varying lengths and different topics. So there's one on self-compassion. There are some focusing on gratitude. They even have sound bath meditations, which I would love to get someone on the podcast at some point to talk about that as well. But I usually like to go anywhere between about 5 and 15 minutes. And you can also look in places like Spotify as well. Another option if you're feeling stressed is to try 4-5-6 breathing. So the way that works, you inhale for 4 seconds, you hold for 5, and you exhale for 6. So exhaling longer than we inhale actually helps our bodies to slow down and stop that fight or flight response. This type of breathing has been really helpful for me in acutely stressful situations, um, even as far as going to Sawgrass Mills Mall on Black Friday for two years in a row for pretty much the scariest experience of my whole life. I hate being in crowds, and as much as I hate the pandemic, I do feel like it's finally made me feel a little more justified in my claustrophobia. But in all seriousness, doing that four, five, six breathing really helps me to center and kind of, you know, shift my focus and take a step back from some of the stress that I'm feeling. So think about your breathing, think about your mindset, Gratitude is another really important piece when it comes to mindset. It can be really hard to find things to be grateful for sometimes, especially in a year that has so much chaos and so much loss. But chances are something in your life was positive this year. So take time to write those things down that you're grateful for. And then if you really just need an extra nudge, I am a huge fan of CBD oils. I feel like I could do a whole show on this, and I may need to bring on an expert in this area at some point if you guys are interested, but sometimes a little CBD will help you calm down when you just feel absolutely no motivation to write down what you're grateful for or go for a run or anything like that. So I've linked one of my favorite CBD oils in the show notes if you're interested. I think social media is another place that can really impact our mindset. Sometimes we follow people that we don't enjoy following. We get angry when they see their posts or, you know, sometimes their content may make us feel a little inadequate. You don't have to follow anyone you don't want to. And if someone that you follow is someone that maybe you're friends with that, you know, you feel like you sort of have to follow them, which, you know, we all have those as well. You can always mute those accounts so that you're still following them. They still have that number. They don't think that, you know, you hate them or anything like that but you aren't seeing their posts come up on your feed regularly. I think paring down your social media is huge and it will make a huge impact in your life. And then finally, to kind of round it all out, I want to share a challenge I've put together on my blog and Instagram this month. So in case you haven't seen it yet, it's called De-Stress December, and we have a different prompt every day to help us end the year on a positive note. So we started on December 1st, but you can honestly pick it up at any time and do what works for you. Some days we focus on mindset, other days we've talked about radical kindness, even just making sure we're drinking enough water in the day, and I really try to keep things simple and doable. I'd love it if you joined us on social media. You can tag me in your posts at Wellness and Wanderlust blog if you do, and use the hashtag DeStressDecember. So I would just like to thank all of you for tuning in this week and to thank everyone who sent in questions and tips. 
I know that this has been such a crazy year, but I think we can still end it on a positive note. It doesn't have to be a total waste and we can still find some beauty and some good in the world. So thank you for spreading some of that good in my life. We're going to be back next week with another incredible guest that you're really going to enjoy. In the meantime, I'd love to get some listener feedback for another solo episode I have in the works, and it's going to be in honor of the new year. So I'd love to know what goals do you have for 2021? Do you have a one word theme for the year? I'd love to just know what you're working on and what your intentions are. So if you want to have your voice heard in our last episode of 2020, you can drop me a line at Valerie at wellnessandwanderlust.net or DM me on Instagram at wellnessandwanderlustblog. You can also reach out if you have a topic or a guest you'd like to see. So thank you again for joining us here. If you like this episode, if you know, share it with a friend, please rate and review the show. It helps our show get found by new listeners like yourself. And again, thank you as always for joining me here. Wishing you a very happy Hanukkah if you celebrate. And I can't wait to chat with you next week. 